0: To the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking, and now I'll introducing your host Gareth Beckett.
1: Howdy, mountain bikers! Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode one hundred and sixty-six of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here as always to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to go out in the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for being here this week and thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Now we all know how hard lockdown has been and how hard this Covid thing has been on the economy etc. But when you get laid off from your job and you find yourself with more time than normal a lot of people tend to waste it. But today's guest has done the complete opposite. She decided to start a YouTube channel, she decided to jump on her bike and learn a little bit more about how you can become a better rider have better skills learn how trails work how certain lines work better than others and basically have more fun on her bike now before the covid thing kat brady was an airline pilot but after getting laid off with the covid pandemic she became a mountain bike pilot and her style of delivery on her youtube channel has grown in popularity People know who she is, people chat about it, and it's very, very good. You know, if you've been getting into mountain biking yourself over the COVID thing, or at any time, Kat's videos are really good. She chats you through how to do certain things, how to work on certain skills, and it all seems to make sense. And it's something we can all take onto the trails and be that little bit more comfortable on the bike, that little bit more sure of what we're doing before we go into that corner or before we hit that jump so it was great to get Kat on the podcast i'd love chatting to her she's such a cool girl and what she's doing is is really really good and it's helping a lot of people now if you're listening to this on a podcast platform please go to the show notes of the website and you'll get more information on cat her youtube channel etc and um Go and check it out, subscribe there, and, and see how she can help you get on the bike. We chat about all that kind of stuff. We chat about how best to get started in mountain biking. We chat about trails. We chat about the gap and how good it is. All this kind of stuff. It's just a really good, relaxed chat. So without further ado, I'll stop talking here because I'm boring you already, and we'll get caught on the podcast. We'll find out how an airline pilot becomes an NTB pilot. Hi Kat, welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast, it's awesome to get you on the show, how's things with you this evening?
0: They are amazing Gareth and thank you so much for having me on the show, I'm absolutely honoured and uh, a little bit in shock to be honest, so it's very exciting and possibly a little bit nervous as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, don't worry, it's all good, just, listen just think you're having a pint of Guinness or something down the bar with that's, me, that's what it's all about.
0: That sounds good to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, let's get what everybody wants to hear about out of the way first. You were out riding today, weren't you?
0: I was, yeah. I was out. We're on a five-kilometre lockdown at the moment, so luckily enough, I'm I'm very close to some trails and uh, went on some new trails I hadn't been on before, which were actually surprisingly dry considering the time of year and the amount of rain we've had, but a few boggy bits, but it was good fun. I enjoyed it anyway.
1: Yeah, good. Did you film it for your?
0: No, no, I didn't. No, I I tend to kind of do that maybe once a week. Um, so no, there was no no filming, no GoProing going on. Um, this time, no.
1: Yeah, it's you know people that have YouTube channels. The one thing that I find I don't know how to put it, but the one thing I wouldn't enjoy about it is filming every time you're out, all the time, all the time, like. I'm glad to hear you only do it once a week because I'm sure it would get very, very annoying if you had to film yourself all the time.
0: Yeah, I think it would. Like, and then even having to look through all the footage and stuff, you know, I, I would have much admiration for the guys that do, um, do you know, long videos. Like my videos, if you've seen them, are quite short, you know, two and a half, three minutes, because I want to keep people interested as well. And I'm sure they don't want to be watching it for ten or twenty minutes of my boring way of uh, trying to improve myself. But it means then as well that I don't have to do as much filming. And my, my husband does the filming. So for him, I don't want to be taking him away from his biking either. Uh, mm. So there's, I suppose, a couple of reasons behind it. I wouldn't be adverse to having the GoPro on. And we'd often have it on for a, a POV or, you know, just shooting down a trail. But when I'm, when I'm focused on whatever video I want to do, I tend to try and get that done in the, in the hour or two and, and maybe get another bit of biking done that day as well if we can
1: yeah yeah no it's a good way to go about it um and for people that don't know what you do Kat, you you have a very interesting story and it's making the most of these times of covid i think um and what you've done on youtube has inspired a lot of people and i'm sure it's got a lot of people out riding bikes as well so tell us a little bit about your background whereabouts do you live
0: I live in Dublin in South Dublin and uh, I've lived here now for a couple of years I was in North Dublin because I, I uh, work in the airport so it was kind of handy I lived in swords for a few years and um, but I much prefer living here because I'm closer to the mountains you know other than mm-hmm. if I if I go up north to Ross Trevor it was handy with swords um, and and I suppose now in the last few months with COVID, I have got into mountain biking a lot more than I would have before. I'm mountain biking years, but I... I, I divided my time let's just say between horses and kite surfing and anything else I could really get my hands on outdoors and obviously I had a career as well so that kept me busy so I didn't give give mountain biking the time that it does deserve you know because if you if you want to improve at it I suppose you need to get out there and practice because it is it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a, I find it a difficult sport anyway especially if there's something that you want to learn it doesn't just come straight away I suppose for me anyway.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think it's one of those things, everybody can kind of ride a bike, but riding a bike off a curb and riding a bike down a steep, natural, rooty trail is two very different things, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what I love about it is that one day you ride down that trail and everything is going so well. And then the next day you ride down that trail and it's wet and everything goes so badly. So, you know, there's a determination there to to try and improve or even I find I, I don't I presume most mountain bikers find it but the you know you do that trail and you go god I'm, I'm getting it I'm, I'm doing well and you come back and the trail is in the exact same condition exact same trail and then you do it really badly you know you, you progress and then you regress and it's that um I suppose, stubbornness in me or determination then that comes out going, I am going to get this, you know, I'm going to go back and try it again. And and I love that, you know, it, it makes it really challenging then as well, as interesting and, and an adrenaline rush, I suppose, as well, every time you go out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's the beautiful thing about it. Nature changes everything all the time. So, you know, it's, you can, yes, you get bored running the same trails all the time, but things change all the time as well.
0: They do, yeah, yeah. And like I find, is something that I've only started to do now again lately would be sessioning something, you know, where I will go walk back up and just pick a piece of the trail and try and session it. Because for me, you know, I, 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 my last video was looking ahead. I do tend to look down a lot, especially if it gets very technical or rooty or steep and that really doesn't help you. So if you session it, I get a bit of confidence then and going, well, I know what's coming up now. So I need to look ahead and take that turn and just getting yourself a little bit of confidence. So sometimes I like to try and stick to the same trails rather than finding new ones all the time, because I find that that can knock the confidence, especially if it's my favorite thing, wet roots all over.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think session and parts really does build the confidence, because if you're only doing it once a week or, you know, once every two or three weeks or something, when you get to that part you're not sure of, you're always nervous of it. But if you do it three or four times, your confidence really builds quickly. And then the next time you hit it a week later, you don't have that same feeling about it and you can do it, no worries.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Although I do find sometimes if I've had... You know, a particular tree or something that I've ran into that that does tend to come and hit me again sometimes. (laughs) Just goes, it jumps into your brain. But again, it's another thing. It's so mental. You know, nobody nobody ever told me how much mental there is in biking. That you know, you really you really have to be able to stay loose and stay relaxed, and you know, don't don't let any other stresses affect you because. If they do, then your bike intends to, to to suffer, I suppose, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. And it's like one of the things you said in one of your videos the other day was that in certain sections you just let the bike do what the bike's designed to do, kind of thing. And it's funny because that struck that struck a, a nerve on me because I'm a big snowboarder as well, I've been snowboarding a long time, and. I came to that realisation with a snowboard many years ago that a lot of the time you were trying too hard and you just let the board do what it's designed to do. And mountain bikes are very similar. Um, I can't remember what section you are actually ch- chatting about that, but you do sometimes you just have to let the bike do what it's there for and you just kind of got to stay relaxed and stay on it, right? Yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. And it's it's, again, something... That I'm only starting to appreciate that it's that it's me that's blocking this bike because you know I have a decent a decent bike with decent travel uh, it can do anything that's out on the trail you know so it, and if if a, a rider that's more proficient than me was on it they could get over that no problem so you know if you can stay loose and just stay balanced then the bike will eat up anything in front of you but I think when we see or for me personally, when I see a big rock or I see a big root, I tend to think, oh, that's going to be, you know, very hard to get over. And if you just take the brakes off and let it flow, suddenly you're over before you actually, and look ahead, suddenly you're over before you even realise that it was going to be a problem. Um, but it's trying to convince myself every day to do that. And <laughs> to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, crazy. So your story is very interesting. You're a air airplane pilot. I am. Um, is it commercial you fly for, or?
0: I do. I'm a commercial pilot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, up until March, I was uh, flying an Embraer jet, and my routes were mainly um, UK and Europe. Um, but I will be going back onto a, a turboprop, please God, if all if all goes well when um, COVID starts to calm down a bit. Um, so that will be just UK and and regional. regional flying i suppose so um yeah that's that's the main career and i also do some simulator work as well so i i teach in the simulator and examine in the simulator um so i have i suppose i have a varied career within my career if that makes sense and Mm. i do a lot of instructing in my career as well so i think the fact that i started a youtube channel in and instructing myself on how to get better at biking Mm -hmm. um it's probably helped me a bit because i try to to remember what I do as an instructor in the airplane, which is, you know, always stay patient with the person and, and realise everybody learns at a different level. And, you know, to just keep at it, that you'll get there in the end, you know. So that probably has helped me in, in achieving some of the things that I thought I'd never be able to achieve when I started this. Um, because, you know, it's it, some things were were I would look at it a few months ago and go, There's no way I could do that, or could possibly even think about doing that. So it definitely has helped, I'd say, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, your, your videos are very informative and I, I think that's that's why they're good and that's why people are watching them is, is because you do explain things very well and it's quite hard to get that online, to find that kind of stuff online and I think that because you're a female as well, that will also help because I know a lot of girls struggle with that kind of thing. You know, when they go online, they only see these fast guys that are doing bike flips and these crazy things and these massive road gaps and they don't see it broke down the way you do a lot of the time. And I think also because You know, it's not something you've done five, six years ago. You're physically going through it now when you're recording the stuff and you're learning the stuff when you're recording it. What made you want to do that? Like, what made you want to record and, you know, kind of put content out of you doing this stuff and learning these skills?
0: Well, I suppose it initially it was COVID and the lockdown and there wasn't any chance of getting out to a horse or to go kite surfing. And I had no job and, and still don't. So I wasn't going to just sit around the house and do nothing. And I said, right, well, the mountain bike is there and I can access a park right beside me. So why not now do the stuff that I should have done as a child, like, you know, trying to learn how to wheelie or uh, bunny hop or manual or whatever the small things were. Um, and my best friend is a videographer. So she was in lockdown in a different part of the county. So she used to be on FaceTime with me telling me, oh, you look very nervous there. No, do that again. And, you know, <laughs> to encourage me into, into how to do it because I would have had no clue how to stand in front of a camera or talk to it or, you know, I would have been not natural at all. So she was a great help. Um, and it kept her busy because she'd give me advice on how to put, put stuff together. So it was like a kind of project between the two was to keep us sane, I suppose. Mm. Um, and luckily she's she got back to, to work. So I just kind of continue doing it. And she's made me appreciate, you know, you look back on photos in 10 years time or whatever, and it's her it is her job now and stuff. But. She would have taken stuff and you go, oh, my God, do you remember that? It was just amazing, that snowboarding trip you did or that mountain bike trip you did or whatever it was. And documenting it, I suppose, then was kind of like, well, I'll always have this. You know, if I do succeed in getting better at stuff, then I'll always have this. So why not give it a go? And it's also a task, you know, something to keep me going because I had no job to get up for in the morning or no kind of direction, I suppose, that I needed to to take so this made made me realise that I'd be able to learn a new skill, hopefully on the bike, improve the skills, and then learn how to edit and put together videos, and basically just keep me keep me ticking over and keep the mind busy. And I think that's something that's really important about COVID is the mental health aspect, you know, and and mm-hmm. feeling worthwhile and feeling like that you're you're doing something that's that is initially, as I said, it would have been always for me. Um, but that I felt like, well, I need to go out and prove this and I, I need to get the video out or I need to put it together or whatever. And now the feedback that I'm getting is is just amazing where people are saying, well, I got something from that, which I never, honestly, never, ever expected. You know, I didn't I didn't think that that would happen because it's not like I'm the most proficient mountain biker in the world. And I'm not a, an instructor in, in mountain biking or anything. So I never that would never have been my goal but now that it's it's happening I'm it it just brings me so much joy when somebody comes up to me and says oh I learned something from that or as happened to me the other day one of the lads um (laughs) I won't mention his name but slagged off his friend saying well Kat did that so can you not do it and constantly (laughs) sends videos of me doing things that they should be doing so I still think that's a great positive that it might make them go and do it anyway but um it's just, it's it's lovely to, to have a project, I suppose, you know, and it's lovely to have something that, that people are reacting to in a positive way because I, I really didn't expect that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I know when you put something out to the World Wide Web and everybody can see it, like, you said you didn't really do anything in front of the camera before. So when you went to do these, were you nervous at all?
0: Oh, terrified. The first... <laughs> The first take of the intro is is the very first video I did, so it's just Pilot Turns Mountain Biking Girl or MTB Girl intro, and um, basically it's telling the story of why I'm doing this and what I'm trying to do, and I recorded a version and sent it to my friend, and she's just like, no, no, no. (laughs) So It was in my kitchen, and I still have it because I kept it just for, for humor value. Maybe I'll release it sometime to give everybody a good laugh. But um, it was it was horrendous. So you know, no, I, I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been natural at all, or just you know very worried and nearly having to learn the words off, if if that makes sense. Before mm. I stood in front of the camera, and I think that's that's quite obvious if you do that, you know, if you're learning something because then you're trying, you can see in in your face that you're trying to remember what was it I was supposed to say next. So I just then started to treat it as. as that I was talking to my friend, you know, and telling them what I was going to do next or, um, so the camera was actually my friend. It wasn't, you know, um, this, it wasn't the world wide web. I I didn't think about the fact that anybody else is going to look at this. You know, I just Mm -hmm. thought about this is me telling me how I'm going to do it. You know, if, if that makes sense. And that probably made it a lot easier. Um, but it is, it's intimidating. Yeah. I I won't say it, it isn't, but I'm definitely more, more able for it now than than I was when I started um and I kind of look forward to it as well because I kind of think it's like a little each one is like a little project and you have to kind of think about what am I going to do for the intro how am I going to put this together how do I get across to everybody how I learned how to do this not necessarily saying that it is the right or wrong way but it's how my brain wanted to Break it down if that, if if you know what I mean. So thinking about all that and and uh, I just get kind of excited thinking of the next project or the next thing that I'm going to learn. You know, it's it's, it's been a lot of fun as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to keep it fun for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh,
1: so when you're out riding trails, and Kat, do you are you constantly thinking of what to put next on your YouTube channel? You know, are you thinking what you need to learn next? Do you think that would make a great section for? A little movie there does the brain think that way when you're out riding
0: not at all i have to just like think about what's coming up next i don't have any capacity to think <laughs> of anything else not a hope no no i think i i just kind of um i can i normally would say to myself what do i want to learn to do next and then then i would think maybe before i go to sleep i would kind of start thinking right well how would i put this together or what way could i could I approach it to to make it watchable, or at least I hope watchable? Um, so no, not not while I'm biking really, but I suppose maybe something would come up if I did it biking. I might think, well, yeah, I didn't do that really well. Maybe I, I need to work on that. I suppose in that thing, I'd reflect on it after. But as I'm as I'm going down the hill, definitely not. No, I just concentrate on on the next route. Generally speaking.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, are you happy with the way your channel's been going so far?
0: I am well. I wouldn't have known. I'm not a big social media person, um, so I I honestly wouldn't have known. But my friend tells me that I'm I'm doing well. Um, with the subscribers and stuff but I uh, so from that from that feedback and the fact that you know when you're out on the trail and somebody comes up to you and says hey Kat I love your video or whatever it's just like I'm yeah, astounded I say I still nearly get emotional um that it, that it has that effect because I, as I said it wasn't expected or ever planned that that was going to happen um and you contacted me I was like oh my god no maybe he got the wrong person <laughs> amazing <laughs> Um, so yeah, I suppose I'm I'm just absolutely thrilled and delighted. It's it's fantastic and a bit of positivity in all this these uncertain times. You know, it's nice to have something to be happy about.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think when you're doing something like you are, which is effectively helping people, you know, um, there's a lot of beginners now over COVID getting into mountain biking, and I think having your channel there and been able to learn what you're doing. It's very, it's very approachable if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And you probably get this yourself. People when you're on the trails, people come up and say hello, and you're thinking to yourself, "Do I do I know them? <laughs> you know, or but it's just because they know you through YouTube."
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's it is. It's it's just it really is lovely that anybody can get something from it, and you know that they feel. That well, I could try that next, um, and gives them the confidence. And you know, especially I think the girls, it, it, when the when another girl comes up to me or a woman comes up to me and says it, I'm just like, oh, that's that's amazing. If I've encouraged that person to 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 go and try something out, or the kids, you know, that's I just a little a little boy shouted out, oh, there's cat MTB pilot the other day, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, that's so cool. Um, whether he was probably just being sarcastic, but I was still very happy. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody gets, you know, positivity and it, it's just, you know, you'd know yourself by looking when you see these, these guys that are doing like in the gap, it's so easy to see because you're, you're standing by the tabletops, whatever. And the incredible things that they can do, are just, it, it makes me so proud of our, our youngsters growing up and how amazing they're going to be in, in the future. You know, it's just it's uh it's lovely to see and and um, even Oshin O there recently mm-hmm. in the, the downhill as well you know I was following I was disappointed I couldn't see more of his races because I don't think that well I couldn't find them televised anyway yeah um but it was just you know so so it just gives you such a lovely feeling inside to be going he's he's one of us you know we should be so yeah. proud of him
1: yeah it's crazy you know I had Oshin on the podcast has to be has to be two years ago maybe and I titled it The Next Irish Threat so <laughs> I think I was right.
0: Yeah I think you were, I think you were, he's unbelievable oh my god and I, I just heard a bit of his backstory about how incredibly um, supportive and uh, how much his father is involved behind the scenes and stuff you know so it's a lovely family story as well that that, that they have made it this far and that basically he's He's uh, just showing us all how it's done, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. No, his father and the whole crew he has there are really, really supportive. Um, and certainly certainly, Oshin has the head screwed on and has the right mental aspect of the thing. Um, wow. And even though he, he's disappointed there, he didn't win the overall, I think... And let's hope this is true, that it's came across as a learning experience to him. And he doesn't seem that, he, obviously he's disappointed, but he doesn't seem devastated by it, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, he'll back for sure. He'll use it, I'd say, knowing known from what I've seen of him so far, he'll use it as a catalyst to just push him further and, and better
1: yeah yeah definitely no like i i up on about it in the podcast all the time about ireland this wee small island and the trail centers we have the natural trails we have and the talent in this island is unreal
0: it's incredible it really is incredible you know especially considering that it's only in the last few years that you have places like glen cullen adventure park or um bike park Ireland when it was going or Ross Trevor you know that that we didn't have the facilities until more recently i suppose you know it was just just a mountain or a hill or whatever mm-hmm. and people just put their hearts and souls into making trails and look what what has been produced it's just it's something to be incredibly proud of as a as a country and i think it's a shame actually that it's not you know we're very good with GAA and um even rugby and things like that but I think we should be giving mountain biking a lot more notice when you, you consider the famous names that we have in Ireland, you know, and mm. if, if I was to say to some of my friends that are in, aren't are into mountain biking, you mention a, a GAA person's name or a rugby person's name, they'll know, whereas they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't have heard of a mountain biker's name, which is such a shame, you know, considering the, the talent that they have, but also the amount of work that they have to put in to get to that level as well. I think they could do it more support for sure.
1: Yeah, like it's funny you say that because I have been chatting to a few people about, you know, and it's funny you say you didn't see Oshin, you know, his races. And I had a good chat with a well-known person. And that's one thing we were talking about is that the juniors and stuff like that, they just don't get any media coverage at all.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and obviously, there's a lot behind that as far as TV budgets go and sponsorship budgets and all of this. It's a, a massive, massive industry, you know. So I know why they don't show it. You know, it all comes down to money at the end of the day. But yeah, I think if, if people seen more of the youth and these younger writers, you know, you would almost like Oshin. Now, when he comes on the scene when he gets a bit older, nobody's really going to have heard of him, but if you'd followed his career and were able to follow his career through media and stuff, you know, I think it creates more of a buzz around the whole industry. Yeah. Um, definitely. And I would love to see something more locally happening like that. So, you know, we, we need to, we need to put our heads together and do something like that. But yeah, it's interesting times. The, the mountain bike scene is, is really interesting at the minute. It's, it's really exciting. Um, so before air, you were chatting about, did your husband mountain bikes as well, Kat?
0: He does, yeah.
1: Did you get into it through him or were you a mountain no. biker when you met him?
0: I was mountain biker when I met him. Um, and so was he, actually, um, because we did introduce each other to other sports, all right. But uh, we were both mountain biking. Um, no, it was my friend, the same friend that I was talking about in relation to starting the YouTube channel. That's the videographer. Um, she mountain bike. Oh, it it's a good few years now, ago now. In fairness, and she brought me down to Ballinastow, and um, that was it. I was like, "This is amazing!" And we probably <laughs> we were probably mainly on the fire roads. We probably weren't even on trails. I don't even know. But it was just, you know, it's it's. I suppose any mountain biker knows is just a magnet. You're you're stuck mm. as soon as as soon as you do it it is just an addiction, really. You know, and then you realize. The other love of it is that it, it can go and go and go. You know, it's it, you, you don't ever get the top level, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter how yeah. much you, you try, there's there's always somewhere else you can go or something else you can do or something else you can learn. So th- that makes it just so much more phenomenal as a sport as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you chat about kite surfing and stuff like that. So you're obviously into those kind of lifestyle sports. Did the lifestyle side of mountain biking appeal to you as well
0: um yeah and what way would you mean by lifestyle like
1: you know just with the community that's around it the cool gear and the bright colors and oh, yeah, everything okay. you know
0: yeah the bright colors for sure yeah i, I don't understand why mountain bike uh, producers do just blacks and things like this
1: yeah, yeah. You no
0: know, the guys are like whatever and i'm going no it has to be a bright color like my bike is bright yellow and i'm going i don't want to get rid of it because it's bright yellow although i am now, <laughs> thankfully getting a new bike um but yeah all I mean the gear and stuff is is class it's it's funny when you look back over the years how it's changed a, a bit i suppose it's a bit like snowboarding, isn't it where you know it it changed into real baggy things and mm. it does change over the the season so to speak but i I'm not great at buying myself anything to be honest so it's normally my friends or my my husband will buy me buy me the gear but Thankfully, they have really good taste. So, Or if they don't, I can blame them. <laughs> if, it, if people think I don't have good taste, it's their fault.
1: <laughs> you have to be like one of those news presenters now. You're not allowed to be wearing the same outfit twice.
0: Oh, stop. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Have to think about what I'm going to wear if I'm videoing. Yeah, it doesn't match. Oh, does the colour match? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody really notices that. All right. Thankfully, you don't have to worry too much about that
1: yeah yeah cool now just out of interest do you follow the race scene or anything like that
0: i i wouldn't say i follow it if it was on you know on red Bull tv or something i would watch it and i would be very very interested in watching it but i wouldn't be good on you know i know a few names but i wouldn't be good on knowing who the champions are or who who's top that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but it's not from it's not from a lack of interest. I suppose it's from the fact that mountain biking wouldn't have been my number one sport. So you could ask me anything about horse riding, and uh, because I was invested in that since I've been seven or eight years of age, that would have been where I I would be looking at competitions or be very interested. So for for a mountain biker, I suppose I'd be I wouldn't be up to the same knowledge as other people now for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's not from a lack of loving it you know if if you put it there in front of me I'd, I'd watch it for hours because it's just fascinating especially the downhill I did watch some of that now that's where I was disappointed I didn't get to see Oshin um, and yeah. was just it especially was it Leogang was the, the place that was really wet
1: God, um, crazy
0: I was just looking going how are they getting through this like, like it's, it's just a, a phenomenal you know it was just addiction but at the same time kind of nearly disappointing in in the sense that these guys and girls are so so good but they're being slowed down because it's like so mucky you know that um you see them on other bits of it and you're like oh my god the speed whereas it got so technical in in parts of the forest it was just like a sludge fest i don't know how they got themselves through it
1: yeah like and some of those, you know, the camera, we all know, and you'll know, obviously, from film and YouTube stuff, but the camera just doesn't justify how steep that stuff is.
0: I know. Yeah, it's it's incredible, isn't it? Like, it's vertical half the time, and the camera just hides it, really. And, yeah, I, I always find that fascinating about, or if you watch some people's POVs and stuff, and you're like, sure, what, what are they doing there? I saw one, actually, recently in, in Carnage Corner in Carrick. Uh, which I have still haven't. Uh, well, we I have mean, been on lockdown, I haven't got down there, but I'm still working up the courage to do, please God. And it just looked like he did nothing, you know, just because he was a good rider, it was just mm. like it wasn't even there. And I was going, Oh my God, that is ridiculous. Like that's yeah. so hard, but it just flowed through it. I suppose it is the sign of a good rider too when, when it's like that.
1: Yeah, it's that's the problem with the pros in anything, really. You know, they do it with so much flow and they really look they just make it look so easy because they are so good at it
0: yeah 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 it's it's because it, you, you kind of watch it and you go oh I'm going to go out and I'll go over those routes and I'll be all flowy and amazing and then it's just like front brake and over the hand <laughs> <laughs> and it's all gone but yeah it's, it is a pleasure to watch it's an absolute pleasure It's just the looseness and uh, you know, the the fearlessness, I suppose, of, of front wheels sliding out. And, you know, because that does happen. It does even mm-hmm. happen to experts like. And uh, they just, oh, I do, I do love it. it. It is an amazing thing to watch,
1: all right? Yeah, for sure. Now, you were chatting about the gap there. You seem to do quite a lot of filming there. Um, is that one of your local spots or?
0: It is, yeah. It's very local to me. And what I love about it is, I suppose they have a bit of everything. You know, they have the... The black trails, red trails, and but they like you just can't get bored there really. Mm-hmm. Um and if I'm going on my own, it's ideal because there's always somebody around. So that's why I suppose I do I do tend to go there a lot. Um and there's just so many challenges and, and things that I look at going, oh, someday hopefully I'll be able to do that, you know. So they have a, a they have a really good system and the pedal up as well, you know, it it doesn't cost a fortune then either if you do the pedal up. So um, you're not breaking the bank, so yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's an amazing place, and I'm so lucky to have it so close to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're a good bunch. I had them on the podcast a while back, and yeah, a real, real good so, bunch, uh, and
0: yeah.
1: a lot, a lot planned for the future there as well.
0: Yeah, they're opening up trails up above now. Uh, They've—I don't know whether it's one or two blacks and reds and blues—and they just look phenomenal. They—they they look like they're going to be. Absolutely crazy fun. So and it, it, it'll mean as well that you have quite a long run, I suppose, from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um as well, you know, so it'll be good for your biking in that sense that you're you're going for longer, I suppose. Although I'll still be taking breaks on the way
1: yeah. yeah, as most of us do.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I have to stop. There's a mushroom, look at that.
1: <laughs> um now, just chatting about improving, because um, that's what your your channel is really about. It's how you improve and how you tackle certain obstacles. When you were starting out, because you, your YouTube channel's been going what, six months or so.
0: Yeah, about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. How did you start to kind of think to improve? It may sound like a stupid question, but did you take any professional lessons or anything like that, or?
0: Oh, God, no. You mean in relation to actually doing the, the YouTube or just in general?
1: Yeah. Well, just in general, you know, because if you want to, let's say, improve wheelies. So did you go and research that online or did you take advice from somebody you knew was good at wheeling? Like, how did you go about that? How did you learn the different skills and know that you were learning them correctly?
0: Yeah, um, I suppose it's a combination. Like uh, YouTube is is fan, or the internet in general is fantastic, as you know, for how tos on everything. So um, I found I sometimes like text, if that makes sense, more than looking at people doing stuff. You know, I like to read the text, just probably the way my my brain works. Um, oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like to to break it down in you know if somebody writes it out nearly, I kind of. I don't know, it just seems to go into my head a little bit easier. Mind mm-hmm. right you, My wheelies are still not going that length or they, I don't go for very long. So, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, and my husband can, he can do generally he, anything I've tried. He's already able to do. So by talking to him um, or talking to, you know, any of the guys that, that can do the stuff, but I find it's all very well telling me or reading the stuff but it is really about just trying it and getting the feel for it I suppose yourself um but it is important to kind of go back you know for me anyway again personally that you start to learn a bit and then don't forget to go back and just refer to what you should be doing and um, because you know there's so many aspects like even to learning a wheelie which is relatively simple I suppose people would say especially young kids I'm so jealous of them Um, you know it's not the hardest thing in the world to learn but I found it hard enough to learn because you have to think of a good few things while you're doing it and you know then even if you get going you have to remember to keep looking ahead and kind of get the, the knees out to help balance and you know there's a lot of elements to it Um, so it's easy to forget those things if you kind of don't refer or ask somebody the question, I suppose, or look at the video that was helping you. That's what I find anyway, personally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then when you go to ride trails, so you're riding trails in different sections, all trails are different and stuff. How do you learn the best line to take or different lines you can take? Like, was that just trial and error? Like, how did you learn that?
0: I think I wouldn't say now, Garrett, that I do the best lines. <laughs> I generally go for oh, that one looks much nicer because there's no roots on it. <laughs> um, but if if it's a case of, I suppose, if I was thinking about trying to have as much flow or you know um, as much enjoyment as, as you can, and at the end of the day, that's that's what I, I want to enter my forest to enjoy myself. Um, then I start to think about. It, like okay, that might be quicker, but actually maybe this longer way I'd get more speed because I could keep the brakes off going around that corner, you know, and pump through the corner. So things like that I would only be starting to learn. um Like berms is is one of the recent videos I did, and I learned how to pump out of the berm, which I'd never done before. You know, I just rode a berm like a flat turn, mm-hmm. um, and it was hang on for dear life kind of thing. I was definitely not thinking of getting any speed coming out of it. Um, so then looking at a trail or looking at a line is a little bit different the same with you know if you're trying to start to learn how to bunny hop on the trail it's going to be a little bit different the line i would have taken in comparison before you know because you're actually going well that's a good good place i could try and bunny hop over um but i think the main thing is just as as long as you're enjoying it you know it's a whole different matter if you're competitively racing obviously you know then you need to get the best speed and I suppose I, I probably wouldn't be the best one to ask. I'd probably ask somebody else. <laughs> what <laughs> line are you doing? Um, but yeah, that that would be my main main way of looking at it. Just it, trying trying something new or get the best enjoyment or the fastest I can get down. That's that's the way I would address it. And looking ahead as it as I tried in that last video is really really a big one because then at least you can kind of pick out the line that you intend on going even if you don't manage to get to it Um, you have some chance of getting to it if you're actually looking ahead and, and seeing what's coming up
1: yeah it's that old scenario you know the deer in the headlights whatever you look at you're going to run into right
0: yeah. I do that <laughs> all the time all the time especially if it's a tree that I've banged into as I said earlier a few times then I tend to go there's that tree and go straight for it again <laughs>
1: Um, it's pretty cool that you have six months of footage to look at like do you go back and watch those earlier movies um
0: oh and- no i couldn't no 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 i thought I it'd be
1: quite good to see how you have improved
0: uh, i don't know i i think maybe like most people i i don't like hearing my voice and i don't like uh looking at myself so <laughs> Oh, no, no, I don't. I don't go back and look at them. Um, I probably should, yeah, you're right. But I'm I'm sure in in the future I will. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. like I said before, having photographs and stuff like that is is so, it's so important to me now, you know, as you grow older and you realize that there's things you would have forgotten without a video or without a photo to to document it. So um, I will value it in time or else maybe I'll delete the whole thing out (laughs) of embarrassment.
1: Was there... Was there one thing you really wanted to master when you started this? You know, was there one thing that scared you the most, or was there one thing you were aiming at, been able to do?
0: I suppose the one of the things that I thought I I wouldn't be able to do was was the bunny hop because it was a combination of of things. Now I'm not saying I do it very well still, but at least I know how to attempt it, um, and that would have been something I was proud of. But as regards something that I looked at and thought that I'd never be able to do, that would have been the river gap in Glen Cullen Adventure Park. And if you had have told me, like I did that a few months ago now, but if you had have told me last year I was going to do that this year, I would have laughed my face off at you. You know, there'd be no no way I could have contemplated. Um, so that to me is just a signifier of of how successful it has been for me to, to do something like this because it has pushed me mm-hmm. to, to get more comfortable on the bike and realize that I can do things that I just didn't think I was capable of. And sometimes it's just the fear, um, that's holding you back, you know, not, not your ability, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Take us through the first time you went to clear that gap.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, well, I don't know if you know the layout, but there's a tabletop and then there is what they call the road, which is, Um, you know, to what we call it, well, it's a gap basically, but Mm -hmm. they they have built it really well that if you clear the road gap, then you know that you're capable of clearing the gap, the river gap. Um, So the aim was, I was following my uh, husband down, and the aim was to try and do the road gap and see if I could successfully do it or not. So um, I followed him down and and just, you know, sometimes when you're following somebody, you just do stuff you don't even realise, um and I did the road gap and he kept going to do the river gap and I just kept following him
1: <laughs> oh no oh
0: that was right no it was fine I, I I cleared it but the funny thing was after he didn't know because obviously he's facing forward and I didn't have any video on of course no surprisingly um so I didn't know if I had done it or not I was like And he said, did you do it? And I I said, I I think I did. Maybe I didn't, because there's obviously two ways you can go left and Mm -hmm. avoid the river gap and obviously that would have been the way I've done it every single time so and I just I still didn't know and one of the girls actually after said to me a few weeks later no I saw you doing it you should have come over and asked me I would have been able to tell you that you did (laughs) it so maybe that was the best way of of doing something that really scared me because I didn't didn't actually know that I had done it and I didn't remember doing it.
1: (laughs) Wow wow crazy so the second time when you knew you were going to do it was it still nervous for you?
0: Yeah I was still Pretty nervous. Yeah, I was pretty nervous. Um, I didn't do the whole trail. I kind of started, walked back up and started before the tabletop, so I had enough of a run in. But because everybody had told me that if you were clearing the road gap um, that you were safe to do the river gap, the river gap is actually a little bit higher. You know, the the jump off is a little bit higher, so Mm -hmm. you you can actually do the river gap by just floating nearly off it. You know, you don't need to put in a whole jumping technique, whereas with the road gap you would. Um, so I kind of felt confident enough that if I cleared that again, then I was in the right space to to do the the river gap. So that helped me a lot, I think, kind of made me believe that I could do it. Um, and it, it, again, kind of just happened with that type of stuff. I think it's easier, you know, because it's, um, it's the stone as opposed to roots and really bumpy. You know, you kind of it's easier to have a flow and not be boosted around the place or whatever yeah. so um yeah it, it worked out and then because of the filming um i had to do it a few times in a row to get different shots or whatever so now i have i've no real fears about it i kind of do it I, unless it's windy i don't but um i can't do it anytime i'm in the in the gap i would do it if i'm on that trail you know i'd never avoid it um and that's i think that's one of the tricks with mountain biking if you just continue to do what scares you um, then eventually it won't scare you anymore. You know, it'll just be kind of normal again.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, what what do you find has been the most difficult thing to learn?
0: Oh, I think manuals. Manuals are definitely, as in to continue a manual. I can, I can pull a manual, so to speak. But I had dreamed, <laughs> I still have dreams that I do it. <laughs> but only in my dreams I had dreamed that I'd be able to go down the road holding a manual and uh, it's incredibly difficult I, mm-hmm. I just when I see people doing it I'm like oh that is amazing um so it's something I, I kind of haven't worked on actually recently so I must go back to doing it um but I think yeah I think that's probably that probably would be the hardest thing I've I've come across so far um one of my next ideas for a video is to try and learn how to do an endo 180 so i'll uh, i'll get back to you on that i'm sure i'll be giving out about that next week saying it's really hard
1: yeah the thing about the manual is it's so trendy at the minute too
0: i know oh it's just t- and it, the, you know again if if you don't mountain bike or if you haven't tried it you're like yeah whatever like that's that's grand because they make it look so easy and then you go yeah. to try it and you're like what? No, it's not easy at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's having confidence. You know, it's one of those things. That the front wheels a lot higher than you think. Yeah, yeah. I think one point. the old the old monkey brain or whatever just clicks in and says to yourself, "No, you're going to fall on your butt here."
0: Yeah. You know sure. what I
1: mean? Have you ever thought of racing?
0: I have. I've done a few races. I've done. Oh, very good. Yeah, I've done some of the the gravity enduros and the Vitus um but i funny enough i'm really competitive on the horse but i'm not so competitive mountain biking i I, i'm competitive with myself but i'm not just like i wouldn't be going maybe because i i suppose i wouldn't be good enough you know but um i i kind of do it just to to get like with a gravity enduro i always find you you're so proud of yourself when you've done the two days because it's like some of them, like Mount Leinster comes to mind and uh, like it was just it was we deserved medals for finishing it. Never mind coming oh, anywhere. Mm-hmm. It was so tough. Um, and the downhills, I've done one or two downhills and I, I really like that because you're getting a, a lift to the top. So that's always good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to continue doing them, but I don't know whether I'd like to get too competitive with anybody else. I'd just like to be to better myself each time, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. um which is strange because as I said with with the horse riding I'd be like, oh I want to win, I want to win, you know, whereas with the mountain biking that that isn't there as much. Um unless it was the day we did I don't know if you you remember the Glen Cullen Adventure Park did a team in Joro. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah I did that with my with my husband. It was female, there was male, male, and female, female is a really, really good idea and uh, it was such a fun, fun day. So I had to be a bit competitive that day because I wasn't just representing myself. (laughs) (laughs) I was representing both of us. So it was a bit different that day. But um no they they are a lot of fun I have to say. And when I when I did them first, you know, I had not got a clue but everybody's so welcoming and you can just kind of go at the back of the field um and you're not in anybody's way then and you know it's it's not as much pressure as probably a lot of people would think it is you know just my advice would be just throw yourself and go do one if you want to do it just go do it because um they are they're very rewarding you know you just feel an achievement for finishing them at the end of the day especially the the enduro ones because they're kind of over the the two days so you do a lot of biking over the two days
1: yeah do you think it improves your riding doing doing those enduro races
0: i think it does yeah i think it has to because you never you never really push well for me again personally i would never push myself the same way you know you kind of go okay well i have to get down kind of fast so you, you put that extra bit of pedal to the metal i suppose whereas i wouldn't if i'm out on a on a normal session you know so i think that probably does help because <laughs> you tend to get, or again, for me, I tend to get in more trouble because when you put pedal to the metal, then you're not, if you're not looking ahead, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it does. No, I, I think it definitely helps. Um And you're getting to see what other people are doing, depending on the race. You know, if it's downhill or something, you get to look at other people and the lines that they choose, or, you know, even before or after your run, you, you get to kind of go up the forest and have a look at, at, at how people are riding it. And then there's always pros in these competitions and that's amazing to watch you know when you you see them and it's up close it's not just on tv you're actually getting to to be absorbed in the moment and, and see what they're capable of as we said it never seems the same when you're watching it on a screen but when you're there live and you're going did they really do that line <laughs> it's incredible to watch
1: like. yeah for sure definitely definitely um now i want to chat to you i know we're running out of time here slightly but i wanted to chat to you about girls in mountain biking. And we know that there's a lot of people that have gotten into the scene over COVID here and have, have got an interest in mountain biking. For some of the girls out there that want to take it that little bit further and get more involved in their local community or the scene or whatever, like what advice would you give them cat to do that? Because it can be quite intimidating initially because it is still a very male dominated sport like what advice would you give to somebody wanting to you know get more ingrained into their local community
0: yeah I would completely agree with you and I think from my perspective it was a little bit easier because I I grew up with four brothers I have a sister as well but and my my career is male dominated so it it, as as intimidating as it was it wouldn't have been quite as hard as it might Hmm. be other other young girls starting or whatever but I, they have to remember how encouraging everybody is in the mountain biking scene and specifically like guys are actually really good when they see girls doing well or when they see girls trying something, you know, I, I've seen it now time and time again and even from my own channel where guys are coming up to me and saying, geez, you did that. I haven't done that yet. You know, they're really they're really encouraging and really supportive, you know. So remember that if you are intimidated by all these guys, they're actually just super impressed that you're out, you know. Even if you're only a beginner, you're only starting, that it's not intimidating, it's actually encouraging that they want to see you doing well. So maybe try and look at it from, from that aspect, um, and they're delighted to see it. And from, from the perspective of any other girls, you know, we're just thrilled when we see more girls coming out. Um, one or two of the girls organised a few sessions where they they got a lot of beginners up to the gap and i think there was like 20 or 30 women there and it was just incredible to see it you know that there is that many people that many girls that want to to get out there and get started um on the on facebook and um probably instagram as well there's there's sites that you can um or pages that you can follow you know so you can kind of say i'm going out for a spin and then you just get to know a few other girls and you can go out with them you know and and get a bit of encouragement that way. Um, but the main thing I would say is is just make sure that when you're starting, you know, if you're committing to it, just get the right gear, get the right safety equipment, and maybe try and go out with somebody that is a little bit better than you mm-hmm. um, so that they they can kind of keep you safe and, and tell you the right trails to go on or whatever. Um, and I think all of us girls would, would all be approachable from that regard, that we'd be only dying to help anybody that was starting out because – we know what it's like, and we were helped by people to to get to um, to where we are, you know. So we'd love to see other people doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's a great it's a great way to look at it, to be honest. And I know I know guys certainly do like to see girls out on the trail and stuff, and are impressed that they're out there and riding. And some of the girls rip, do Like it's.
0: Oh my God. It's amazing. Sure. Some of the talent we have in this country with the girls is unreal.
1: Yeah. So, you know, there's. And everybody has to start somewhere. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah.
1: Do you or have you seen more girls out in the trails recently over the COVID thing?
0: Yes, actually, I have, yeah, and I've seen more really young, like I've seen a five or six-year-old, a couple of them, and I'm just like, I nearly start tearing up with emotion, because I'm just like, oh my God, that is so cute, especially because they've got the cutest gear on them as well, um, but yeah, I definitely have, and as I said, those those couple of spins that were organized have been since March that I've seen, um, and there was 20 or 30, 30 uh, girls there, so it's I think it's definitely up and coming, and you know it it is more encouraging then because there is a few more people uh, or a few more girls around you know so it does make it a little less intimidating then that you have you have some people that are in the same boat i suppose
1: yeah yeah and um, you know i'm i'm wondering it's one of those things that gathers speed you know with the more girls you get on the trails the more girls see the girls on the trails and the more they become interested in it
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do. I do think that, you know, you get sometimes a I, I, walker would stop me and ask me a, a question about how she could get into it or whatever. And so there is definitely an interest. And I, I think for some people, they just think, oh, well, that's that's too much for me. I couldn't do that. But the thing is, anybody can do it. Anybody, you know, there's all different types of levels of trails. You don't have to go into the difficult stuff. You can start on the easy stuff. So it's accessible to absolutely everyone. And that's that's the beauty of it. And I just think we need to get that that impression out to people that they can try it, you know, and, and they might not like it. But I would say 99% of time, they're going to absolutely love it and be be addicted like the rest of us Ejits.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, apart from the adrenaline side of it, and stuff like that. Just being out in nature and being out in something that is pedal powered is just great. You know, it's great for the body, it's great for the mind.
0: Oh, it is, yeah. It, it the mental aspect of it I think is is phenomenal because when you're on the bike, nothing else comes into your head. You know, you just you don't you can't afford to. So any yeah. stresses, any anything that you're worried about, like for me personally not knowing when when COVID is going to let up and when aviation is going to start recovering. I don't get to think about any of that because I'm just thinking about keeping myself safe and, and loose and relaxed on the bike. And I think that's why it's it's such an incredible sport for that because it's just every worry and, and uh, stress and strain is just gone for those few hours that you're out on the bike. And I, I, as you said, you're at one with nature as well. The amount of times that you see deer or squirrels or you know, birds singing or the the trees now the leaves changing. It's just you know you stop the bike and go. Oh my god, are we so lucky to live in a country like this that looks so beautiful? Like, apart from when it's lashing rain, obviously. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, but I seen you. I seen you wearing one of those dirt suits. So you're okay.
0: Oh, I love my dirt suit. Oh my god, it's just the best invention ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm okay in that. No, they, once it, actually, it's really good because the hood goes up over the helmet and everything. So. Mm um the the only the uh, only thing you need to worry about is getting too warm which i've never said out mountain biking so it's i it's of course the events on it then so yeah it's pretty it's pretty awesome
1: yeah yeah they're cool i had them on the podcast you know
0: oh did you oh yeah God, I yeah
1: them. yeah dirtly it was quite a while ago now um but Jean there and his wife that run the run the still still family owned you know it's the two of them that run it and own the company um yeah, they have done some work on into that. suit. It is unbelievable. it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how difficult it is to get a one piece thing like that to fit properly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd say, I say, well, I have a children's version. <laughs> 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 I'm probably be saying that, but um, yeah, I was a bit worried it might be a bit short. But no, they even thought of extending the legs for as kids grow mm. older. So I just get away with it. Um and it's yeah it's in, like this fit is just incredible because you've you've uh, velcro bits that you can kind of bring in at the waist and stuff so it's it's mm-hmm. very very well made i have to say
1: yeah well i like about it as it's so light you don't really think you're wearing anything as, in a way you know
0: yeah you forget all about it actually yeah yeah mm. and that you do a one piece as well that you're not worried about trying to pull your jacket down or your your that's uh, it the yeah.
1: yeah and what I love about it is you don't have anything tight around your waist. You know what I mean? It takes away from that kind of having everything tucked in and all that kind of stuff. And
0: Yeah, true, yeah.
1: yeah I like it. at
0: the end of the day, you can take it off and you're all dry underneath. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And then you, you just hose yourself in it first and then you take
0: it off. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh,
1: so before I let you go there, Kat, what have you planned for the future of your channel? Is there anything anything else you have planned that you can tell us about
0: well i am super excited because i just got a phone call from bikeology today and i am getting a new bike and it has arrived in the country so i am i'm like a bit tingly now because my own bike is five six years old so it's uh, an orbea rallin and i just cannot wait to get my hands on oh, it wow i'll probably um I'll probably do a video on, on that, I'd say. And, you know, obviously I'm, it's been so long, but I'm sure it's going to take me a little while to get used to it because it's a 29er as well. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, it's going to be a little bit different for me riding. Um, so I might do, might do something on that, but, um, other than that, I'm just going to keep trying new things. Like I said, I want to try the endo, the endo 180, um, and maybe trying to start combining, Elements, you know, as in like a two or three technical elements in a row, trying to to nail them together. Whereas a lot of the times I've been kind of saying, right, I've been scared of this drop or I've been scared of this jump. um But just doing that now, I want to kind of try and and get them because it is hard. Well, I find that it is harder doing a couple of things in the, in a row because um you know you're a bit unsettled after doing something that has scared the, the jays out of you um and trying to get settled again to take on the next things mm-hmm. so I think that's another thing I want to kind of concentrate on um, and tabletops that's something I need to to definitely work on I, I wasn't doing the right technique for tabletops the jumping of them Um so I need to I need to kind of go back to the drawing board and my big dream which my husband laughs his face off at me is I want to do it I want to do a backflip someday <laughs> <laughs> But i think we have to get somebody to get an airbag into this country maybe first otherwise that might end up in a bit of a disaster so
1: <laughs> yeah definitely do and a foam pet or an airbag first yeah, yeah, for sure
0: yeah. so if anybody's listening and they want to build a foam pit for me that would be great um but yeah i just i think just just that's what i love about it there's so much to progress to you know even tourney bars or whips and all those things that i haven't even thought about i i want to do it I want to do them all, you know, I want to try them all. So let's, let's see if I can manage it. (laughs) I'll keep trying anyway.
1: Excellent. Excellent. So how can people follow you on YouTube and best find you on socials?
0: Uh, On Instagram, I am under cat MTB pilot. So C A T M T B pilot. And then on YouTube, my YouTube channel is called pilot turns MTB girl. Um, So essentially, I suppose that's, that's what it was when I was starting it up and hopefully I'll be back to being a pilot again soon. But um, for the moment anyway, I'm an MTB girl or at least trying to be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cool. You may take this into your full-time gig.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, why not? I mean, I'll, I'll definitely try and keep it up because it's, I've just got more addicted to mountain biking since I've started it. And, and now, you know, I just want to try and keep getting better. And as I said, I kind of divided my time before between, a lot of different sports so I think now maybe is the is the time to to pick one and try and just get get okay at it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah good stuff well you're going about it the right way very very good and you know the channel will encourage you to keep doing it and keep getting out and keep making videos and keep pushing yourself I think that's a good thing about it you know once you put something like that out
0: oh for sure yeah it's definitely an encouragement because you kind of think right well I, well, I need to do another one I need to come up with another idea so yeah definitely and and as I said, the support, you know, when you're out and, and people are giving you support, it's just it's it's incredibly heartwarming that that other people are getting something from it. That just I think probably coming from my instructor background that that I because I always got so much joy from instructing in, in aviation when somebody got something. You know, you might need to work harder with somebody or whatever, and they they it clicked for them, and the, the smile on their face or whatever, and, and that just that to me is the best thing in the world it's it's you can't you can't beat it you just can't beat when somebody gets it or or uh learn something and, and that's bringing me a lot of happiness that people are getting something positive from it
1: yeah yeah and i'm sure you've encouraged people to dust off their bikes and, and get back out you know um they maybe haven't told you about it or got in contact with you about it but i know it's happened
0: Oh, no, so. i hope so that would be be so lovely to to know all right
1: yeah, for sure. Well, listen, thanks so much for coming on, Kat. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Thank um, you
0: so much, Gerard, for having me. I'm really, really incredibly honoured that you, you wanted to talk to me. And thank you so much.
1: No, no problem. Next time I'm down at the Gap, I'll give you a call and you can come and teach me some some techniques.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Give over. Yeah, but I'll <laughs> definitely teach you. I'll teach you for sure.
1: How to swim out of the river Gap there, you know <laughs> what I mean?
0: yeah we don't want to end up in there
1: there. no for sure well listen thanks so much i hope everyone goes well i hope the aviation thing starts to open up and uh you can get back to flying um yeah but please please keep the mountain biking stuff up will you
0: oh thanks skirt i'll try i will i will i promise
1: yeah good stuff good stuff all right take care thanks so much
0: okay thank you bye
1: that's a wrap for episode 166 i hope you enjoyed that folks and i hope you learned a little bit from it and i'm sure you will and please go check out cat's youtube channel and you will certainly learn a lot more about how you may be going wrong on certain things like breaking cornering and it's all there it's all there for any level of person and if you're say not great at cornering like me it's very useful you'll get a lot of good tips there and you'll get a lot of good ideas about how to approach it slightly differently and just improve your riding and improve your joy of mountain biking now Kat, thanks so much for coming on the show i hope you enjoyed your episode and i know you weren't really looking forward to listening to it but um, i hope you enjoy it i hope you got the courage up to listen to it just forget it's you talking and everything's okay but thanks so much for coming on the podcast i really did appreciate you coming on and chatting with us and hopefully i will run into you at the gap at some stage soon and when you get out for a ride and you can let me know where i'm going wrong in some of these gaps and stuff like that now folks if you want to know more about cat more about her youtube channel just simply go to the podcast's show notes you'll find them at mtb just search for cat's episode and you'll get links to her socials links to her youtube and learn a little bit more about what we chat about on the podcast Now, if you're enjoying the shows and you want to support the podcast, the best way is by subscribing, rating, and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people and hopefully get them off the sofa and onto the saddle. Now, if you're not on Apple, you can find and subscribe to us via Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or whatever podcast platform you may listen to your shows on. We also have a website, mtbdicetribe.com, where you can find the complete bike catalogue, listen and download every show from there for free. Um, you can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the podcast. You'll also find us on socials at mtbtribe on Instagram and Facebook, and you can get in contact with me there, PM me there, or if you're old school and want to use the email, just find me at info at So thanks again, folks, for tuning in this week. And thanks for being here with us on the podcast. I will let you go now, but I will be back next week for another episode of the show. So until then, as always, get the bikes out, hit the trails, and stay MTV Stoked.